All right, we're in. We're in the matrix. We're in. Uh, we're recording. It, even though Big Sur almost stopped that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Big Sur to to contend with. I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a big fan of Big Sur, Rob. Do you know what I am as well? I, you published your story, yeah. and I, as I do with all these big reviews, I didn't read all of no, it. You know, I skipped around the sections that I care about. Um, but you know, what? I kind of looked at the screenshots and thought, "Well, that looks nice. It's different." Yep. Um, waited for my colleague who always updates first <laughs> because I don't know he likes to do it. Uh, turns out there was no problems, so yeah, I did it. It must have probably only been like a day or two after you published your review. Yeah, I you know I've been living with it on. I had it at one point. Uh, well, I still have it on a 2014 Mac Mini, a 2015 MacBook Pro, a 2016 MacBook Pro. But then on my 2018 Mac Mini, which is my main machine, I was running on an external SSD. And that I did that for a while, but then I gave up eventually because during the betas, there was something going on where you had to basically wipe the external drive and start over in order to get it to work. It wasn't updating properly on external drives. And that is just such a huge hassle because not only is it is the install time, but you have to deal with you know setting up your system and getting the apps that you want and all that sort of thing. So I basically got sick and tired of that and just mostly ran it on a 2016 MacBook Pro connected to an external display most of the summer, which which was perfectly fine and good. But it was really nice to, since I didn't really experience any like showstopper bugs during the beta, I, I you know, I, I waited a couple of days, ma- mainly because I was burnt out from doing the review and just didn't feel like dealing with it. Uh, but I installed it on my the internal drive on my Mac Mini too, my main machine, and it's been fine. I mean, I know people have had issues with like audio hijacked. Some people I have not. Uh, audio hijack is not production ready, as Rogue Amoeba has said. So you kind of do it at your own risk. I was willing to risk it because I always have quick time to fall back on. Plus, my audio interface that I record with it has uh, the ability to record to SSDs. So I, I've been doing that. So I don't know. It's, um, yeah, I like it a lot too. I really, I'm really happy with the design. Uh, and, and it was a, this boy, this review took a lot of time because partly it was a lot of it was what, you know, you said it was the, there's so many screenshots in there and a lot of it's like side by side comparisons and getting those so that they look nice and, and are relevant is, is hard. And I did a few little, uh, screen recording, type movies in there and i don't know it's just design is not something i write about a lot and so that section alone which was quite long took a very long time to 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 write and to get right yeah it it is definitely i mean screenshots i think is really what sells it Mm -hmm. because you know i'm sure there's underlying features that i don't care about and you know i'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff and you know, obviously you've got stuff like widgets and, and, and all of that kind of stuff, new versions of Catalyst, whatever. But just to look at it, it's like, all right, this is very different. Um, you know, being able to have widgets and, you know, you've got the, well, I guess you call it the control center. Right. I guess yep. that's what it's called because yep. it looks, you know, looks exactly like iOS. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I was kind of just sold because I thought, well, it looks, it's different. So that's interesting at least because generally these updates just are so boring. You know, there's... I think the last couple of years I really haven't updated, um, or if I have, it's been like 
seven, eight months later because there was nothing, you know, unless there's some kind of like syncing problem with like notes or reminders, mm-hmm. I just haven't bothered updating in the past. Whereas this time it's like, oh, okay, this is actually different. So I'm going to go do that now. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that that, you know, I think part of the reason for doing it is in fact encouraging people to update. One of the reasons for changing the look is to get people to update because then it, you know, it, it will once you know they get the new features they bring along they get the catalyst stuff that helps encourage those kind of apps to work and once you have the M1 Max coming out then iOS and iPad apps will be available on it too which i hear is not a great experience i do not have an M1 Mac yet uh, i have one coming friday i haven't tried that but yeah i'm just lo- i'm looking forward to trying those out i'm i'm really looking forward to the Max i was very excited about that event and the initial reviews that came out. I mean, these things are incredibly fast. I got a MacBook Air, and you know, it's it's a pretty pretty reasonably priced computer. It's one of the lower end computers. It's you know, it's got 16 gigs of RAM. I I got a two terabyte SSD, but it's still pretty reasonably priced, and it's as fast or faster than a than a 16 inch top of the line MacBook Pro. So. That should be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm fully aware of that <laughs> as I record from a 16 inch top end MacBook yeah, right, Pro exactly. uh, that cost that cost three times as much as a MacBook Air. Right. I mean, there are limiting <laughs> things, right? Like the fact that it's only got two USB C ports. That's kind of a bummer, depending on what your setup is. Like the the, the Mac Mini, which only has two is two USB C ports, that wouldn't do for me because I've got too much stuff connected to this computer. But even you know, I yeah, you can use hubs and stuff like that. But but I, my 2018 Mac Mini is perfectly fine, so I I wasn't going to replace that. But I don't really have a laptop anymore that I like. Uh, I've got the 2016 MacBook Pro, and it's got the bad keyboard and the battery. The reports on Big Sur is that the battery is at 75 percent of its original capacity, and during the betas, boy, it drained fast and. That's probably in part due to the fact that it was a beta, and betas are not known for their battery efficiency. But, you know, it's not a great laptop anymore, and I really don't need a Pro since I'm not doing development work anymore, and at most I'm doing a little bit of logic work here and there. For the most part, all I really need is a a um, something that's really kind of the equivalent to the 13-inch iPad Pro, but a Mac for those tasks that I do that it, that are kind of better on a Mac, which there are still things like that. So um, uh, glad to have it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's I'm pretty, you know, when I bought this laptop, I kind of knew that this was like, right, well, this is it now. This is probably going to be my last like Intel Mac right. because, you know, the rumors were coming. We kind of, we, we knew this was coming. Um, I think I got this just before WWDC, so we hadn't actually had the announcement yet. But um, you know, we, I knew it was coming. But I, I'm still happy with my decision. But when you look at the the benchmarks yeah. between these two machines, and like I say, like my, my laptop was nearly three times as much as one of the new MacBook right. Airs. Um, I'm kind of excited for you know three four years when I replace this. What is that top end MacBook Pro going to look like? Because if this is what the bottom end Air can do, <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's going to be wild. Yeah, no, it's it's it, that's exactly right. And what's interesting to me too is you know what we haven't really seen I think yet is a lot of uh, reviewers really figure out 
I, I at least I haven't seen head to head an eight gigabyte and an, and a sixteen gigabyte uh, RAM model. I guess it's unified memory now. Model go head to head, right? You know, like two MacBook Pros, one with each configuration, and see because mm-hmm. with the with the memory being unified now, it's not necessarily going to have kind of the same characteristics of d- doubling your memory as it would be if you're using an Intel Mac and doubling your your RAM from eight to sixteen. It, it it's going to be different, and it seems as though even an eight gigabyte. Uh, MacBook Air can handle some pretty incredible, you know, transcoding and other RAM. I guess that's maybe more CPU intensive, but you know, memory intensive type uh, work, like having a lot of tabs open, for instance, in Safari. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see, you know, if does that unified memory kind of change the calculus as to how much RAM do you buy? Because I used to always kind of buy the most I could possibly get, especially on a desktop machine that I was going to be doing most of my work on. I would try to get a lot of RAM, but now you can't, at least for these initial models. And it, I don't know if that matters, how much that really even matters anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. That was something that I sort of got from the reviews as well. You know, the the one I've got here is a 64 gig of RAM in this, in this MacBook Pro, but I'm like, okay, so in a few years, like, are we going to be in a situation where actually like 32 gig of RAM is, is sort of quote unquote the equivalent, you know, in terms of like you say, like performance right. and having stuff open and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like as you say, it sounds like maybe that calculation has changed and buying the top end thing. Although, you know, it's, like you said, it's the kind of thing we probably both do. It maybe isn't necessary. Right. Um, but I, you know, I think it's going to take a couple of years really for us to see, you know what? What's this lineup going to look like when all of the Macs have got M1s? And like, what's the differentiation going to be between them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I've kind of in the position where an Air, an Intel Air, would have been fine for most of the work that I do anyway. But the fact that the thing's got a lot more horsepower now just makes it all the more capable for when I'm using something like Logic. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm. It's coming. Uh, on Friday, it's originally wasn't coming to like a date the day before Thanksgiving, but now it's coming a little earlier, which is nice. Um, and I, you know, I didn't tell you I've got a HomePod Mini. I've been playing with that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been eyeing those up as well. It's pr- it's pretty neat. I mean, it doesn't have the same quality sound as the big one as you would expect. I mean, it's incredibly small compared to that. And so it doesn't get as loud, and it's not maybe as full a sound as the big one. It definitely isn't. But it does get surprisingly loud anyway, and it is very dense, and it works great. I mean, it's I, I've been investigating thread radios, Rob, and that's it's got a thread radio in it, which is something that has been around for a long time. I think it's been around since 2014, but it's only really taken off in the last year or two because Google Nest uses it and the HomePod Mini uses it. And what it does is it, it creates mesh networks of your any compatible like HomeKit devices. So like one of the advantages of that is if instead of why the problem with like Wi-Fi devices is that you get a lot of Wi-Fi devices, it can overload your network and then the communications become difficult. And if you use Bluetooth, the range tends to be pretty short. And so there can be issues there as well. But these form a mesh network of their own that's independent of your Wi-Fi network 
and doesn't work the same way as Bluetooth. So they can they can just kind of daisy chain themselves and they use the mini or in the Google's case, the Nest as the interface to the rest of the internet. So the rest of your Wi-Fi network, they, they, those are what are called a, a, bo- a border router. So you, yeah, huh. it's pretty neat. It's like, it's not gotten a ton of, a uh, ton of press yet. I mean, I'm working on a story about it for Mac story. So I'll have more details, but, but there aren't a lot of devices that, that support them yet, but it's, but they are, um, they are very low power, which is another thing. So for instance, Two companies that have announced products for this are Nanoleaf, which makes lighting, and Eve, which makes a whole bunch of different HomeKit devices. And so things like door sensors, where you, you know things that you can't plug into the wall. So like a door mm-hmm. sensor that has a battery in it. It's great to have the, this thread-based system because it just barely sips battery. And so you don't, you know, you maybe only need to change or recharge the batteries every several months as opposed to every few weeks. Wow. Yeah, that sounds really yeah. cool. Um, the, you know, the, the HomePod Mini, now it's hit that price. Because I was always interested in the HomePod, but I always just looked at the price and thought, I'm not paying. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, I, I just, regardless of how good, you know, you or anybody else can tell me that the sound was, I was like, I don't want to pay that because I'm not... I don't listen to music in the house that often. So when if I do, I don't want to spend too much money. But now with the HomePod Mini and it's like what a hundred pounds or right. something, I'm like, yeah, I could I could buy that. Like that's that's a decent enough price that I can buy it, even if it's not like a perfect thing. Which you know, I think we know it's not because it's got Siri in it. <laughs> right, um. right. <laughs> well, and you know, I know. I mean, obviously, you can. There are plenty of things you can get that are less expensive because you know, of course, immediately people say, "Oh, well," but you can get an Amazon Dot, and that is very true. If what you really want is just the smart home assistant of Alexa, that, you know, you go for it. But it does have very good sound for a much better price than the original HomePod. And in fact, I find it, it's better in my office now because my office isn't very big. And having that big HomePod in here was more than I needed. So like I barely ever had the volume up above like 15 or 20%. So I took that, took it up into our living room, which is bigger paired it with the other one that I own and now it's like a stereo pair for listening to music or connecting to the Apple TV to watch, you know, watch movies and stuff like that. And the little HomePod mini just sits on the shelf in my office and it's it it's perfectly good solution for that. Yeah, I think I might buy one in a couple of months. Um but I may have spent a lot of my money on something that's coming on something, tomorrow. What, what what goodie do you have in the post? I have my PS5 got dispatched oh, nice, today. Oh, nice, nice. And it is, it is flying. It's been to like three different Amazon fulfillment centers already <laughs> on its way down to me. So, Where did it start? Did it start in the UK somewhere or did it start somewhere else? Uh, yeah, it, it's all in the UK, okay. but for some reason... It, you know, it's been to like three different sorting centers, and I think now it's at the final, um, you know, their final warehouse, which is normally where my deliveries come oh, from. Well, my my MacBook Air started in Shanghai, and now it is in Japan. So, and it claims it'll be here on Friday. We'll see. Yeah, well, oh, I'm sure they can get that here. Um, so, yeah, this it, it's PS5 release week for Europe. 
because um, the US and I think Canada have already had it. Um, on Australia and New Zealand, I think, were the other two I countries. So. But yeah, everyone else is getting it tomorrow. Right. Um, so, you know, mine, mine got dispatched. Well, I haven't actually had an email from Amazon yet, which is a bit concerning. The only reason I knew it was dispatched is because they charged my card. Ah. And then I went onto the website. But they haven't actually emailed me to tell me. But I'm guessing that's just a mistake. Right. right. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I still haven't been able to order one. I have tried. I had a, a chance... There was a day last week where I think it was last week, yeah, when they they were on Walmart.com and they were like three or four slots during the day when they would show up. And I tried the first one and I actually got one into my cart, but by the time I could actually get the checkout page to load, it said out of stock. And I did, you yeah. know, I didn't get it. So, and, and then I mean last week was just insane for me with the review coming out, so I really didn't try again. It's like I don't have. I really don't have time to compete with bots, uh, so I I haven't really tried super hard. <laughs> I did get a Game and Watch, a Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch, which off of, from oh, Amazon, nice. which I like. I just love kind of that old nostalgia retro video game stuff, and it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's you know you can use it just as like a desk clock, or you can play the games on it. It's got uh, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Two, plus a Game and Watch game with Mario. So yeah, it's I mean it's just a silly little thing. It was like fifty dollars or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that came at the end of last week. So that was my treat to myself. I decided for uh, getting that review out the door finally. Yeah, no, you you definitely. Deserve so what it. what game um, are you, you gonna play first? Uh, well, I think I'm going to go with Astrobot. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, because from from what everyone's told, well, I have I have four days off. I've got Friday and Monday off ah. work, so I've got four full days to play. Um, I'm going to give Astrobot a a look first because you know everyone kind of says, "Oh, that gives you a better sense of what the dual sense can do." Oh, and, sure. You know, by all accounts, it looks exactly like the kind of game I like. I like those sort of 3D platformers. Um, but you've probably seen on Twitter. So I got Spider-Man Miles Morales yep. last week. And then when we were doing our grocery shopping the other day, uh, Tesco had Sackboy, A Big Adventure, for £50. So I was like, oh, well, that's a really that good is. price. I'm going to pick that up now. Um, that's like £10 off retail. Um, hmm. And then... Even though I'd pre-ordered it, I cancelled it because I sort of changed my mind, and then I changed my mind again, and I ordered the the media remote as well. Oh, um, cool! So, so I've got a couple of games. I've got like I said, I've got Spider Man, Sackboy, plus Astrobot, which comes built in. Um, I've got the media remote because I bought Back to the Future 4K Blu-rays. Uh-huh. Um, that's basically the only movie I'm ever going to buy on 4K. <laughs> but uh... but now you have a, a remote to go with it. I think that remote looks really nice. Yeah, it, before I'd put the batteries in, I was like, oh, this feels really light and cheap. But actually, once you put the battery in, it gives it a little bit of heft. But yeah, the, all the buttons feel like decent quality. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I haven't tried it on anything because I don't have a PS5 right. yet, but hopefully it will come tomorrow uh, at some point. Oh, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, that remote. Oh, do you, you don't have, do you have an Apple TV? I don't remember. Yeah, oh. yeah, I've got got two. Oh, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, I've got two Apple TVs. So, do you think you'll use the TV app on the PS5 ever, or do you? Th- I mean, I guess you don't really have to if you've already got an Apple TV. 
Well, I might do because the Apple TV in the room where I play yeah. games is the not the 4K one. Oh yeah, it's the um, 1080p so, third generation, whatever the generation before that was. Exactly. Yeah. So I may switch to the PS5 because obviously all of those apps will support sure. 4K out of the box, um, rather than me having to buy another Apple TV because I don't, you know, as much as I like them, I don't particularly relish spending another 130 quid or whatever they cost yeah. um just to upgrade to 4k right right now that's that makes a lot of sense especially to get 4k without having to buy another apple tv i mean and that's a good that's that's something to keep in mind because i i don't have a 4k apple tv either because i don't have a 4k tv but i have been thinking about getting one and if i do you know, one one route to go with to get the 4K would be on the Apple TV would be to just use the app. Um, knowing me, I probably would just buy the Apple TV too. But, <laughs> but wow, well, yeah, of course, it, but it, because you know, <laughs> business expense. No, um, yeah, well, that's interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing how it how it goes with the PS5 because I really want to get one. I just you know. Uh, it's just not. Ha- it doesn't look like it's going to happen this this holiday season. I don't think. I mean, there's another Walmart uh, sale going on n- tomorrow. I think. So I'm going to try again tomorrow and and see what I can do if I can remember. I'll set up some alerts for myself and maybe be a little more diligent about it since this week's not been as crazy uh, as last. So maybe I can maybe I can get in there and get ahead of the bots. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, sort of seeing Sony and Microsoft advertising a thing that you literally can't throw money at um they they replaced the underground signs in london at uh, i think it was at oxford circus okay um they got these so you know normally i mean you've been to london they right. have you know the, the logo sort of big round round circle with the, the underground through the middle and sony had these like custom ones made so you've got the square triangle circle and x um apparently they're only going to be up for like two days and then they're moving them to the sony headquarters which is i think around the corner uh-huh. from this um but these look pretty cool they they sort of did them overnight and then you know people whoever is out and about saw them this morning yeah because they're the uh they're the the you know same symbols as on the buttons of the controller instead of the the red circle with the blue underground sign in between yeah and they, i didn't realize this till later on in the day but they've also and this is something that, that companies do all the time, but they've renamed a bunch of the underground stations. Um, so there's like Ratchet and oh. Clank something or other. I can't remember uh-huh. what it is. Um, but I think they've done two or three okay. of those um, as well, which, like I say, it's not, this isn't unusual. Um, I think the signage is a little bit unusual. I can't remember a time where they've replaced the actual signs sure. outside. Um, but renaming them is fairly standard for you know, these big advertising campaigns and stuff yep. like that. Well, that's cool. I like it. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely fun. I mean, I, although I don't know at the moment in London, too many people are on the underground, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's London. There's always people about, I think <laughs> that's even, true. That's even true. in a lockdown, I think it's still, you know, there's still people who have to go to work for whatever reason yeah. or, you know, are traveling, whatever it is. Um, but it is kind of funny that there's all this advertising for, you know, these consoles, and you you can't buy either of them for love or oh, money. I, know. <laughs> you know I mean, like you. I think it'll be good. You know, I, I looked I at I looked earlier just out of curiosity, and like you can't buy an Xbox either. Like it's not just a PlayStation thing. Like you literally can't buy any of yeah, these. Yeah, I kind of figured this is where we were headed because it's just there's too much demand. There's like demand on top of demand. There would they'd be popular regardless, but with 
you know, people spending more time at home, it's, it, there's even more demand than usual. Uh, it's probably good for Nintendo. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't checked recently to see how hard it is to get a switch, but it can't be as hard as getting an Xbox or a PS five. No, I don't think it's as hard. I think there's still places like Amazon, although they have stock, I do think the stock sells out quite quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, there's going to be a lot of people, especially with the PlayStation and Xbox, who presumably are trying to get these for like Christmas presents and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I think people are really going to struggle. Yeah, you're probably right. It'll be interesting to see see how it see how it goes. I'm, you know, for me, I guess I don't care in the sense that if I don't get it, I don't get it, and then maybe I'll get a TV instead. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, jury's still out on all that. I gotta I gotta spend my time thinking about getting gifts for the rest of my family first before I start spending money on myself. Well, look, once you've done that, I give you permission to buy a TV or a PlayStation. Right. Thank you, Rob. I'll, I'll let my family <laughs> know. Right. I, I, this is totally okay because Rob said so. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Okay, well, look, we will, hopefully, you will have a MacBook Air. I will have a PlayStation. Um, and we can talk about that in like two weeks' time. We'll ah, come that back. sounds perfect. I'll speak to you then. <laughs>